Welcome to the Neurodiverse Toolbox with Sheila Kieschlin and Paige Kieschlin. Good morning, Paige. Good morning, Mom. How's your day going? Okay. Just okay? Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine? It's early. It is early. And you've been up for a while. Um, already. Um so today we're talking about unmasking or how to start unmasking. So what did you learn? Okay. So unmask or masking refers to when an individual hides or suppresses symptoms, behaviors, or difficulties they are experiencing. While it can happen intentionally, it often occurs unconsciously over time as an individual receives negative feedback from for their authentic presentation. Um, something usually people who are neurodiverse do, particularly autistic and autistic people and people with ADHD, but other people with other things can do it for other reasons too. Okay. Um, it was difficult to research this because I had to type in each one like individually because it really only talked about ADHD and autism. Right. So when you type it in as like how to start unmasking neurodiverse, this whole list pops up. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, so first, find, figure out your own pace. Mm-hmm. Unmasking can be very positive, but it also very diff- uh, can be difficult. Even though you are learning how learning to be yourself, you've st- stifled this part of you, stifled your this part of you for a long time. So it's going to take a while to do. It's not going to happen magically overnight. Really? It's going to take work. Mm-hmm. Um, more work depending on like. The people that are around you. Well, that it's. I find it easier to be myself around, like my co world. Some of them, some of my coworkers, and like family or people who like know me and know that I'm weird, and already love me. Already love me versus like the person on aisle twelve who needs help reaching something far back. Like I'm not going to be like, you want to hear a fun fact? (laughs) So other people love. I don't think a stranger would. No, exactly. Oh, I mean, they might. I'm too shy to find out, though. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, and then there's no requirement required timeline for that for like unmasking. You can like go your own pace. Mm-hmm. So, um, number two, think about what you're like when you're alone. Mm-hmm. Um. One of the best ways to figure out what you're like without a mask is by noticing how you behave when you're alone and know that you won't be interrupted or like judged for like what you're doing. You. Yeah. Because it's just you. Yeah. I would also say like a big part of my coaching is that I have people keep notes so that when they're done coaching with me, they basically have like an operator's manual about how they work, mm-hmm. right? Or why something works for them or 
how they got to a decision or what makes them feel good. Any of those things, all of those things, like you should be tracking, you should be tracking all of this. Yes. So that you, you know, no, you know, exactly. Um, (laughs) notice the behaviors you do for other people. So are you, are you holding back? Like, Okay, hold on. You purposely not oh, you talking per- about like, things. Think about the things you do for other people. Some people force themselves to make eye contact mm-hmm. so they don't upset others. Mm-hmm. Other people, I, I don't do that. I don't look at anyone. I, it's actually been pointed out to me by like upper management in my store. Like you don't do eye contact. It's like, yeah, no duh. I'm like not lurking at you on purpose or some people like purposely get into my view just so that they can look at me I was like what are you I don't want to look at you um also like I don't know if you're not stimming on purpose or if you're not um some people have been told it's bad to flap their hands so they don't do it to appease others because flapping your hands isn't. I did that once when I was still up front, and th- this woman thought I hit my hand, and she's like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm fine. Thanks for asking." So I wasn't going to explain to her. No, I just stimming. Right. So you were masking. Yeah. Right. Um. What else? Um. What else? Recognize internal ableism. Which means? Which means. uh, If you're really letting yourself behave the way that feels natural, you might find some of the behaviors that come out are uncomfortable at first. This doesn't mean they're not natural, though. It means you've been internalizing yeah, internalize that you have internalized and many ableist beliefs. So, like the hand flapping thing, you were told maybe that that's not normal. Right. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. And so then, when you allow yourself to do it in public, you're like, "Oh, this feels unnatural because you were told that it's unnatural, but it's not for you." Right. So it'd be unnatural if I did it. Yes. I don't do that. But yes. if someone did, else who does that is natural. do it. Yes. I think also just like topics of conversation, like I was thinking. Well, I mean, tell, some aren't appropriate and you shouldn't well, talk about Well, yes, but I mean like not everybody wants to know about your train or your broken arm. Um, so I was talking to another professional the other day. And her son wandered into the room while we were on a Zoom call. And she was like, you can say hello. And so he was like, hi. And then he like stuck his hand or his arm up to the camera and was like, I broke my arm. And then, you know, like I didn't have a problem with it. So I was like, oh, what'd you do? How'd your arm break? Blah, 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 blah. But she was sort of like, okay, time to go. And I was like, he's fine. It's fine. It's cool. It's all good, right? But not everybody would react that way. So I guess you should react that way, right? (laughs) If somebody says something to you, like, I broke my arm. Or or, do you want to know how, you know, this train operates? Or do you want a fun fact? 
you should just maybe say yes because we all learned something interesting you yeah. didn't know before yeah right like th that could be interesting i don't know yeah. be a little bit more open yeah um let yourself <laughs> rediscover passion so there's this psychologist mm -hmm. author blogger person named devin price mm -hmm. Um, he and he, he special, he like does mostly, he like specializes, well, I don't really, he specializes in autism mm -hmm. and unmasking, masking it. He wrote a book about it. Um, and in that book, it lists these tips about unmasking for autistic people. Um, neurodiverse people are told that their interests are irrelevant or that they are a waste of time. That's not That's true. So sad. I've never been told that. I mean, some people like brush off my, my excitement about sharks and fun facts, but like that's on them. Um, but special interests and hyper focuses are Fantastic sources of creativity and joy. Absolutely. Learning how to let yourself take true pleasure in these activities is a fantastic way to learn about your true self. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the Devin, you just got to find your people too. Yeah. Well, that it was getting there. I'm sorry. We're talking about this Devin person because I thought it was interesting. So he is an American social psychologist, blogger, and author who focus focus. That's the word I wanted. Focusing mm -hmm. on autism. Um, he's best known. He has two two books that he's best known for. One of them is called Unmasking Autism: Discovering the New Faces of Neurodiversity, and then the other one is called Laziness Does Not Exist. Nice. I like that title. Me too. Um, he has also had some shorter things published in some like psychology magazines. Um, let's see here. Where? That's not it. Yes. Okay. So he writes these like um, books mostly or he's explored themes of like again mostly autism but autism identity uh masking and mental health consequences of masking and the process of unmasking mm -hmm. and then he's also done ones on the experiences of autistic people of color mm -hmm. um his he does stuff about women, women in autism, and the attitudes in college students in autism. Um, his lazy book, The Laziness Does Not Exist, mm -hmm. um, about the concepts of laziness, productivity, and self-worth. I'm going to have to put it on my mm -hmm. list of books to read. I wasn't sure if you heard of this guy yet. I, so. I hadn't, actually, but um, I want to read that book. Does not, it, laziness Does Not Exist grew out of a viral blog post. Mm. blogger right so um he makes the claim that laziness is a sign of other mental health issues hmm. and not just like people being lazy i mean some people might just be lazy but i don't know i have to read I mean, you would have to read the book but it sounds interesting i will um so back to that um so next 
find a neurodivergent community. Mm-hmm. Um, it is important to find a like-minded community, especially if you received your diagnosis later in life and spent most of your early years only with neurotypical people. Spending time with people who understand you, your neurotype, and the difficulties of being neurodivergent can be very healing. They can help you unmask because they can provide a safe space to do it. There's like, I know I'm in an ADHD group in on Facebook and people go to that po- to that uh, thing all the time and being like, I need, I need help. And they like explain like what they're going through or mm-hmm. like looking for other people to. Some people prefer like in-person groups. So yeah. I would search those too. Yeah. I would also say like if you're in certain careers, there's probably a bunch of neurodivergent people right around you. I've and- found recently that I think almost all of my friends, if not most of the friends that I have either currently have or have made in the past have also been neurodiverse. So I think they we just are. A tr- yes, they would still be, but we don't necessarily still talk. Oh, right. Okay. Not necessarily at least. So I feel like you most likely probably already have friends me i really think that or people who are do you just like gravitate toward each so. other yes okay because i think like, so. really like i think almost all of all of the friends that i've had well and i also i know think some of them for certain are but i also I don't think certain careers right like people who are neurodiverse don't generally want to sit behind a desk so That's any so job where you're not sitting <laughs> at a desk all day long, you probably have other coworkers who are neurodiverse. So like not everybody discloses at work though, right? So, but I mean, if you have a neurodiversity, you're usually fairly good at spotting somebody else who also has it, mm-hmm. right? So not that you should be diagnosing people no. where none of us are qualified to do that. Yes. But- <laughs> But you might find like a sympathetic ear there, right? At work mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and, you know, some careers are just like more neurodiversity. Well, they require more. Any job that's going to require a lot of like curiosity or creativity is going to have people who are, or any job that's really physical is going to have people who are neurodiverse, probably. I see. Right. So they're probably ready to do. You just need a look. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see the last one. Get professional support. Unmasking isn't a quick process and it's not linear. So there's lots of like mm-hmm. different Back stages. Two steps and, forward. Yep. Yeah. So um, and it may sometimes be difficult, but once you've explored your identity. No, sorry. Um, and found your people, you will experience greater peace and contentment, and you'll be like authentically different. Yeah. Um, one of the things one of my clients did while she was going through this process is that the friends that she did have that were not neurodiverse, mm-hmm. she 
started being like really more open with them, right? Like one-on-one, she'd be like, this is, this is why I say no when you call me to go to a bar, right? <laughs> um, right. So she started like really only choosing activities that she felt comfortable doing mm-hmm. because, you know, she's younger. So um, right. a lot of her friends were really into like going out or partying right. or. Oh, that just was. It was just really uncomfortable for her, mm-hmm. but she would go because she, you know, had been friends with this person since they were like, you know, 10 or whatever, right? She grew up with them. And so she felt a really strong loyalty, but she was also like, it was really causing some serious things. <laughs> right. So she, um, right. So I'd say just like sometimes one-on-one conversations with friends that you want to keep who are from maybe your past and aren't maybe well-educated about what's going on with you. Like you can bring those people along. I'm not, we're not saying dump all your old friends. Yeah, no. Right. Um, But like, you gotta like do a check-in with yourself for that day too. Right. Mm -hmm. So she'd be like, so she would negotiate with her friends. She'd be like, okay, I can't do that club because it's too much but we could go to this other bar and i can have a drink with you there right like i'm out of there at eight (laughs) o'clock right (laughs) so she could do like an hour with them afterward right Mm -hmm. like and but that was her like way to like negotiate like you're so important to me and i want to see you but like i don't want to do the bar scene like the loud music the clubs like that wasn't her thing right so so she would do this nice little like body scan of herself to see how she was feeling that day how much anxiety was she having was it a rough day was you know does she need to go home and just pet her dog like Mm -hmm. what did she need what did she need right Mm -hmm. so you know unmasking while important isn't the only thing that's important you still need to do other self-care yes yeah what about you what about me and the unmasking Mm -hmm. let's see here um, around certain coworkers, I'm more like chilled and not like necessarily completely masked. Mm-hmm. Very, very small circle sees the unmasked page, like fully unmasked, mostly just family and my boyfriend. He's stuck around with me this long, so he's committed. <laughs> um, uh, mostly that I mean like with my friends I'm like sometimes more partially unmasked partially unmasked <laughs> but like still like sometimes you're like maybe you shouldn't act that way mostly because they're like a lot like we work together right literally all the time so I think mostly the masking part is because I'm at work and I'm like with the general public mm-hmm. which I'm not going to completely unmask for Sure. The person who you're bringing out the groceries to does not need a fun fact necessarily. I mean, you're very um, enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So um, sometimes it can be a little, sometimes it can be a little much. I see we have other people who are more calm and subdued, yes. let's say. Oh, it also helps that, um, one of my coworkers 
is is also autistic and has ADHD and she doesn't take medicine she has it she doesn't always take it so like it's easier to like be weird and myself with her because she's always like that right I don't think she masks at all (laughs) um I mean she might but like I know it's just easier with her because she's already yeah, I think they all get it to some extent. But she really, but she really does. Because like we talk about it sometimes. Like she'll come to me specifically for a reason right. to talk about it with, and like or like I'll like talk about something, and then my friends will ask questions, or at least one of them asks questions, and then I like explain it in a way that I can, like mostly like the the um the oppositional defiance like Mm. when I first explained that to Tyler Haley was like what what that's a thing (laughs) and she's like yeah yeah hun that's a thing (laughs) and she's like I think I have that like you most likely do (laughs) but they like ask questions and yeah it's cool 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 um anything else any other thoughts about unmasking I mean also at work you're told at the beginning that you're not allowed to like make the conversation about like the the customer you don't like ramble on about something that you want to ramble on about so that's also mostly because like I'm not allowed to ramble on about something to a customer but yeah okay that's all okay cool um boy Thank you for listening. If you wanted to coach with me, see my information at bigbangcoaching.net. If you are interested in emailing us, you can reach us at thendtoolbox at gmail.com. And if you wanted to see our website, please go to theneurodiversetoolbox.podbean.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Neurodiverse Toolbox.